think giving is? Giving. One, what's one definition of giving? Giving stuff away. Giving stuff away. Money. Anything else? I lend it, lend your stuff. Christmas present, that's one form of giving. I have a definition of giving. It's giving is God supplying us with the substance, substance just is stuff, to give and giving us the heart to give where we want to give in order to help others resulting in thanksgiving, thanksgiving to God. Now, the source of giving is God, all right? You may remember that. The source of giving is what? God. And because everything we have comes from God. It's what we call God's grace. Grace is where he gives us things we don't deserve. Can anybody raise your hand and tell me something God's given you in your life? Um, right there. Family. Family. What else? Food. Food. Parents. Parents. Uh-huh. His son, Jesus Christ, who died for our sins. Roof over our heads. That would be, imagine trying to do this on a rainy day. You'd all bring, have to bring umbrellas. Friends, that's one thing he's given us. He's given us lots of stuff, but he gives us everything we have, and he gives us the opportunity to use it to give it to others, to help others, because other people need help. And so when we have the opportunity to help others, we shouldn't take the things he's given us and hold on to them. We give it to others to help others. And since God is giving to us, giving us all these things, and we're supposed to be like God, we're supposed to give as well. Now, we have two types of giving I've listed out. One is more worldly giving. Worldly doesn't mean it's bad, but it's more natural. Sometimes we give because it's how we show love. Has anybody ever taken the love language test? Raise your hand. Has anybody ever scored high on gifts? Is giving anybody's love language? I see one. Or no, maybe not. It doesn't look like we have a bunch of givers here, so you know <laughs> that if you get a gift from anybody here, it's not because they love you, it's because they feel like they have. No, I'm joking. I didn't score high on giving either. It was second lowest. Access service was a zero. Anyways, moving on. Um, we may give because it's how we show love, or maybe this is because it's a holiday. It might be Christmas. You know, you give gifts at Christmas. Or maybe because we have to, because we'll look bad if we don't, because everybody else is giving. Or maybe we give because we know if we give, somebody's going to give me something back. And I want something. So that's more worldly giving. It's not biblical giving. Jesus even points out in a parable, he says, evil, wicked people know how to give good gifts to people. So what's different in biblical giving? Biblical giving comes from a heart of love. If we have the love of Christ... We give to help others who need to be given to or to advance Christ's kingdom. But where's the source of giving? What does it come from? What was the source of giving? Your heart? Well, it comes out of your heart, but what happens to your heart? Makes you happy. But what, what, as a Christian, where does our heart of giving come from? God. It comes from God. It comes from Christ. Christ is the source of of our, our giving. And we're going to see this. We're going to look at two stories, and we're going to see how it's given in the story. First story, we're going to flip over to the book of Matthew, chapter 19. And the story is not directly about giving. It's actually about salvation. It's about the rich young ruler. 
And, but it shows us a good deal about the heart of someone, specifically in the heart of giving. It says, starting in verse 16, it said, And behold, one came and said unto him, A good master, the good master being Jesus, What good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? Now, from the start, we see he doesn't understand salvation because he asks, What good thing shall I do? But are we saved by doing good things? No, we're not saved. Ephesians says, For by grace you're saved through faith, and not of yourself. It is the gift of God. We see God giving salvation to us there as our example to give. It says, It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So he asked Jesus, he says, what good thing shall I do to be saved? And Jesus says, he says, why callest me thou good? There is one good that is God. But if will thou enter life, keep the commandments. And he says, which commandments? Jesus says, thou shalt do no murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. And thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Now, he just told the man to do good things if he's going to have eternal life. But we just saw in Ephesians that we aren't saved by doing good things. Jesus is actually testing him to see where his heart is. The man says, I've done all these things. And Jesus says, one thing you lack. He says, if thou wilt be perfect, go and sell thou hast and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. See, Jesus is testing this man. He tells him to do these things. And he knows if the man is willing to do these things, he has the heart of Christ and he's willing to give. But when Christ tells him, give everything you have, what is the the man's response? The man, it says, says, when the young man heard the saying, he went away sorrowful, meaning he was sad. Why was he sad? because he had great possessions and he didn't want to give them away. In fact, he loved the world instead of Christ. We read in 1 John, it says, Love not the world, neither things that are in the world. For if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. And later we see that if we have, well, here we see that if we Love the world, the Father's love is not in us. And that love is what produces our heart of giving. The Bible actually goes to say, if we love the world instead of loving God, we're enemies of God. And James says, ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that friendship with the world is enmity with God. Whosoever therefore be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. It means you're opposed to God. You're not working for his kingdom. And the way we build Christ's kingdom is by loving one another and giving to other people in his kingdom. We see that examples in the book of Acts that Pastor Will's been preaching from. But what out when the church comes together, what do they do? They give to one another and help each other's needs. But if we love this world and want to hold on to things of the world, we're not going to be advancing Christ's kingdom. And then one more verse in 1 John about love. It says, Hereby we perceive the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought not to lay down our lives for the brethren. But so so hath the world's goods, and seeth his brother in need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion against him. Bowels of compassion means your heart, mercy. If you see someone, if you have the world's goods, and you see someone need, but you shut up your heart against that person, and you refuse to give, even though you have what they need, and you see they have need, but you love the world, and you hold on to what you have, 
It says, the love of the Father is not in you. It says, my little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue. It means don't love, don't tell people you love, but go, and it says, but in deed and in truth. So you love in your actions. That shows if you truly love. And in this man's case, he said, I kept all the commandments, but when Christ said, sell you have, give to the poor, did he show he had a heart of love? No, he didn't. His actions denied what he claimed to stand for. And so he proved himself to be without Christ because he had no love for others or for God and was not willing to give. And Jesus said, And again I say unto thee, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. When his disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Jesus is saying here that with man, you can't be saved on your own. No amount of good works you can do will save you. And the good works you try to do when you're not saved, they're not going to be fulfilled. They're going to be of the world, kind of like the giving I talked about earlier that isn't really from a heart of Christ. And only with Jesus Christ can we be saved and then produce a heart of giving that he calls us to. I want to look at a different example of a man who did give. And Pastor Will mentioned him earlier in the sermon today. Over in Luke chapter 19, we read the story of Zacchaeus. Now, did y'all know anything about Zacchaeus? Well, what, what do you know about him? What about Zacchaeus? He was short, just like my dad or Mr. Day. No, I'm joking. No. No, he was short, and he was also a tax collector. He was a publican. Do you know what tax collectors did? They collected money. They collected taxes from people. Only back then, Zacchaeus, when he collected taxes from people, he would often steal more money than he was required to do, unlike what our government does today, who's perfectly fair in all the taxes they give us. They, they're breaking the Eighth Commandment, and I just broke the Ninth. I lied to y'all. Um, and y'all better not look at these and want them, or you'll be breaking the Tenth, which is do not covet. Anyways, moving on. Zacchaeus stole people's money, and in his job. He was not honest with it. And we see in the story that Jesus passed through Jericho, and there, that is where Zacchaeus was. And people were all around there wanting to see Jesus, and Zacchaeus had probably heard about Jesus. Well, of course he did, because he wants to see Jesus. He probably heard that Jesus healed blind people, and he healed sick people. And he's like, who is this guy? I want to see him. He's coming through, and all these people are following him, and I want to see who this guy is. He probably heard about when Jesus broke the bread and multiplied it with the fish. And he's, you know, being a man of substance, that might've intrigued him. He's like, how could I have that much food? And he's probably heard all these things about Jesus and he wants to see Jesus, but he has that one problem and that is he is short. And thank you for the people back there who are turning the pages when I forget. Um, and so what does he do? He climbs up a tree so he can see Jesus. And all the Jews are seeing this rich man climb up a tree and they're thinking, man, he's really moving up in the world. <laughs> But as, G as Zacchaeus is in the tree, Jesus passes by, and Jesus came to the place and looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he has gone to be a guest of a man that is a sinner. People were thinking, why is Jesus going to this guy? He steals people's money. He's dishonest. But Jesus came to save sinners, because we're all sinners. 
And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I've taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. Zacchaeus said to the Lord, he said, well, I'm going to give, I'm going to take half of my goods. I have all this stuff. I'm going to take half of it and I'm going to give to the poor. And if I have wronged anyone, I'm going to not only give them back what I've stolen from them, I'm going to give them back four times as much. That means if I stole your shoe, I not only returned your shoe, I gave you four more shoes. You just need three other legs now. Or if I stole your hair bows, I'm going to give you back four times as much. I'm not, sorry, I'm not going to do head math right now. Everybody's watching me. Um, so that's what Zacchaeus did. And he gave. And why did he give? Why do you think he gave? Any ideas why his response was different from the other man? Nathaniel? Oh, Isaiah? Well, the Lord didn't tell him exactly to give. He did it out of his own heart. So what happened to his heart? It changed. Who changed his heart? God changed his heart. God was the source of that. And once his heart was changed, he was willing to give. And we see that he truly believed in Christ. Even though he was a sinner, even though he had done all these things, he believed in Christ. And that belief in Christ caused him to give others. Because when we truly believe, we truly want to follow Christ and keep his commands and be like Christ. And part of that is to give. Because as we've seen, God gives to us. He's given us so much as we talk about friends, a roof over our heads, his son. And he's our ultimate example. And so let's kind of go over an overview. What was wrong with the rich man's heart that kept him from giving? He loved all his stuff. He loved all his stuff. And what, what did he not have in his heart? Well, he didn't have love in his heart, but why didn't he have love in his heart? He didn't have God. He did not have Christ in his heart. And Zacchaeus' heart, his was different because he had who? Jesus. And Jesus is the source of all of our giving. I want you to think about your heart. Are you willing, if, if you had to, to give up everything for Christ? If you saw someone who had a need and you could fulfill that need, would you hold on to what you have or would you give it to them? You know, Paul in 2 Corinthians, he says, examine yourselves whether ye be in the, in the faith. Prove your own selves. You know, as Christians, we should be looking and thinking, if I'm following God, if I'm obeying like the song we sang, part of that is giving, we can be assured that Christ is really in us because we're doing the things Christ has commanded. That's the sign of a true believer. But if not, we need to realize we're probably without Christ and we need to repent and put our faith in Christ which means we turn, we believe in Christ, what he's done for us, that he's come down, he's died for our sins, giving us the ultimate gift of salvation. We believe and we repent. We turn from being selfish and loving the world. Instead, we do the things that please him. We give to others and we show love. All right? We should set our eyes on Christ because he is our ultimate example. He gave everything. And when we keep our eyes on Christ, we'll have a heart of love for Christ and we will do all that he commands us, all right? So where's the source of our giving come from? It comes from Jesus. He's the source of our giving. And when he, he comes into our heart, he gives us a heart of love, love for others and for his kingdom, and we give, all right? Let's pray. Lord, thank you for giving us everything. Thank you that you are our ultimate example. I pray that we would keep our eyes on you, and we'd be willing to give no matter what you've given to us, that we would 
Hold that in our hands knowing that you've given it to us so that we can serve you whatever way you call us to. I pray you would just bless us as we go our ways today and that you would be glorified in our lives. In Christ's name I pray, amen. Uh, we're gonna have